restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Ukrainian passports, but no visas to enter the U.S. I don't have any other place to go. Sofia and her three children left three days after the bombings began, driving across Romania before flying here to the U.S.-Mexico border. I have family and friends in USA, and they're ready to support me. Sofia was denied entry twice. And she's not alone. This group, including nine Ukrainians, was turned away yesterday and again today by Border Patrol officers. Now, like many others, they're confused and have no idea what they'll be doing next. We're going to welcome Ukrainian refugees with open arms. Despite the president's remarks today, the U.S. border is still officially close to asylum seekers due to a 2020 COVID policy. Right now, there's nothing we can do, sir. Any exemptions are made on a case-by-case basis. Oh, we've been trying to ask those guys on the border control, you know, uh, to help us with that case. Alex's family fled after their home was shelled. Today, they were turned away. Right now, we have a trickle that's turning into a stream that's going to turn into a flood. On her third attempt, a lawyer spotted Sophia and helped her enter the U.S. where her case would be reviewed. Others hoping they'll be next as the war back home rages on and more families join the line. Guad Venegas, NBC News, Tijuana, Mexico. Ladies and gentlemen, do you ever Thanks notice... Thanks for watching our YouTube channel. Follow yeah, yeah, okay. Do you ever notice how we never accept actual refugees from war-torn areas that we're involved in causing, maintaining, and continuing to fuel the fire of? You notice how we never accept those refugees, but we'll accept everybody else illegally? Look, I'm all for legal immigration, and, and I'm not at all for illegal immigration. I am also pro taking in refugees from war-torn areas if they are real refugees seeking asylum. However, you notice how the Biden administration does this quite a lot. They won't allow refugees in that we should accept, but they will continuously allow the flood of illegal immigration from countries where we do not want them to flood in like it's no problem whatsoever and then deny real refugees who are leaving a war-torn area that we caused entry because of a COVID-19 guideline, which, by the way, COVID-19 is dead. 
It's never really coming back. It may come back because politicians pretend that it comes back. But COVID-19 is dead and gone. And the sooner we all realize that as a whole, the sooner that we, the people, actually understand that it's been gone for quite some time, the sooner we can actually get back to normal. I've said it for two years. This will all be over when we want it to be over. And only then, only then, folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining in today. Thank you for keeping me on a straight and arrow. Thank you for bringing me back to that very narrow path that sometimes I do get off of when I get angry, when I get upset about what's going on. I am your ever so humble, uh, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot, and coming to you as always from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire, and I feel blessed every day to be able to do this job for you. If it wasn't for you, I would not be able to be here. Remember back when I was doing the, uh, trying to do a show, trying to do backyard rants and a show at the same time, plus I had a job, and I was like, look, one one of the others got to give, and you guys said, you know what, we've got you. Take a leap of faith, we've got you, we will make sure we fund the show, leave your job, do this, and here we are today, folks, and I think we've made a big difference, thanks to each and every one of you. Thanks to each and every one of you. And if you've not been able to financially support, whether it be on my website or on the, on the uh, social media platforms, the sharing, the caring, the messages, the love that we receive, all of it equals the same. And that is pushing life from America forward, getting the gospel out, getting the truth out. So thank you, each and every one of you, for that. Now, before we really get started today, I want to mention to you, and if, uh, if I could get our producer to put up the link, <clears throat> the link to the Give, Send, Go that will be in the, uh, the comment thread of Rumble and on Getter. I want to uh, highlight somebody, one of our own, who needs help. Do you guys remember when uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were campaigning and their bus was accompanied out of uh, the state of Texas by Trump supporters? Do you guys all remember that? Do you remember when all those beautiful Trump flags <clears throat> and all those beautiful trucks, 4 by 4s and cars, we're literally escorting the, the, uh, the Biden-Harris bus out of Dodge. Said, see you later. We do not want you here. Well, folks, the Department of Justice, the full force of the government has come down on each and every one of those people, including JoLynn Maceros. JoLynn Maceros, if we could get uh, the, the link to the Give, Send, Go <clears throat> up in the chat, please, Eli. I want to talk a little bit about what she's going through. And she is a patriot. She is a lover of God. She watches the show. She's probably watching right now. So please listen to what she had to say. She said she's getting sued by the Biden campaign staff for flying Trump flags next to the Biden bus. And then she says, remember the video of the, that went viral of our Trump train was, uh, was driving next to the, uh, the, uh, the bus in Texas? I actually put it in my Rebirth of America music video, to be honest with you. Democrat politicians and influencers are suing us under the KKK law of 1871. We were merely exercising our free speech. I'm a stay-at-home mom facing legal fees of $200,000 to defend free speech in federal court. Can we give our story? Can we get our story on your show? Conservative media has failed us. Now, how I found out about this was through our one and only lovely Amanda Head here on Real America's Voice News. She reached out to Amanda Head. She'd been trying to get a hold of us here on Life from America for quite some time to talk about it. I've never seen the email. I've never seen the, uh, the request. Amanda reached out to me, and that's how they, we got connected. <clears throat> there is a Give, Send, Go link, ladies and gentlemen. It's Give, Send, Go slash Maceros, M-E-S-A-R-O-S. And I believe they've raised 66000 of 200000 So if anybody out there could help them, if you have a little extra, not that anybody does right now, but please go there and help them. They are one of our own, and they need help. And that is what it's all about, folks. It's all about helping each other because nobody's going to help us. Nobody in this country, <clears throat> nobody on this planet, other than the, the, the Spirit of God is going to help us through all of this mess that we are in. So I praise what they did. I think it was great, and God bless them for doing the Lord's work and getting rid of evil and escorting evil out of your town. I'd also like to give prayers, if we could, 
Love prayers and positivity. To Rosebud, who watches here on, on Rumble, Rosebud's husband is going for a job interview today. And the way things are going right now, uh, you definitely need two or three jobs just to stay afloat. I know that we are, uh, <clears throat> we're hitting, we're feeling it at our home, and I know you guys all are as well. So please pray for Rosebud's husband that he gets this job today and that it helps them out in their financial life. And I'd like to also thank one more uh, couple here, Linda and Sam Majaya. They sent a donation last night on JeremyHarrell.com for me to take my family out for Chinese food because I mentioned that that's one of the things that we like to do when we go out and we can't even do that. So I want to say thank you on behalf of my entire family. So let's go to the Lord today, folks. Let's go to the Lord God today in our newsletter. So many people tell me they feel the newsletter is talking to them directly every morning. And somebody, so many people ask how I get the newsletter. And I literally just pray. I pray to God. I ask him to show me where, go, where to go. And that's what happens. This, the newsletter this morning was titled, Justice Will Come Upon the Nations. The nations, excuse me, plural, not singular. Justice will come upon the nations. <clears throat> I said, I started out by saying, I feel God with me heavily today. There is a power that comes with that. A power to resist the devil. A power to courageously speak about God in public. A power to withstand sinning. It's pure joy to experience the presence of God. Some days we're closer to him than others. And today, ladies and gentlemen, he is with all of us here in this Live from America family. Thank you all for being here every day. Thank you all for being soldiers of God to further the show and the content that it produces, as I believe it brings people closer to God. Verse of the day today is Isaiah 62, 11, which reads, The sovereign Lord will show his justice to the nations of the world. Everyone will praise him. His righteousness will be like a garden early spring. Garden in early spring with plants springing up everywhere. And this is what I wrote. God promises us, excuse me, that everything will be okay. I try my hardest every day, twice a day on the show, to bring the hope amongst all of the news of the day, as I know it can get depressing. We need to be in contact with God multiple times a day in order to combat the feeling of despair for our nation and the world. Think about how much news and current events that we are subjecting ourselves to every hour of every day. If you gauge it, I would be willing to bet that the amount of news that you watch a day and the amount of current events outweighs the gospel that you intake 10 to 1 easily. Meaning for every hour that we watch the news and read what is going on on Facebook and Facebook land and other social platforms, we would have, we would have to be focused on the gospel at least six minutes in that hour, for it to be just 10 to 1. Six minutes out of 60. It really puts it into focus and helps us realize how much more God we actually need in our lives. He will show justice to the liars. He will show justice to the cheaters. He will show justice to the warmongers and the corrupt. And he will show justice to the baby killers of our nation. In our lifetime, we just need to have faith and patience while we are soldiers wearing the full armor of God in Jesus name we pray amen remember folks if you don't want it to be 10 to 1 then we need to read the word of God a lot more than six minutes every hour a lot more than six minutes every hour let's please remove our caps if we're wearing one And to all you youngsters out there, I know that there's a lot of youngsters who watch the show, and sometimes I do forget that. I want to say, for what it's worth, that when I get riled up and when I get angry, that is not something that you should follow. That is not something that you should uh, try to imitate or emulate. There's no no, um, pleasure in when I get angry at our politics. And sometimes I allow myself to go down this road of getting very, very angry and saying things that I'd like to take back, not factual things, but maybe calling people names and stuff like that. I don't think that's ever going to stop here on Live from America. Maybe through the grace of God, I can get a little better at it. But just remember, this show should be watched for the positivity and the good news 
and don't uh, don't don't follow what I do uh, and, and do it yourselves because I'm not a role model uh, for children as much as I want to be and as much as I try to be. I don't feel that I am as well as I uh, as well as I'm a father. I, sh- I should think of the kids that are watching this show as, as I think about my kids. And uh, I just want you guys to know that uh, that I, that I am getting better at that. And with God's help and your guys's help, I'll get to where I want to be. So let's say the Lord's prayer. Let's think of Rosebud's husband who's getting a job. Let's think of Joe, uh, Joey Lynn Masaro, uh, Masaros. Let's think of all those who need help because there's plenty of people out there who are watching this that need it today. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for your kind words. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you for your donations. Thank you for your love, your shares, and your support. This is not a kid's show. We don't have to apologize for anything. Well, I want to make it an everybody show. You know what I mean? And I want to, I want to do it in a way where I don't have to lash out so much. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, if we've not posted that link for the Give, Send, Go, Eli, please post that now. Let's put your cups up. Let's have our first slurp of the day. As we get that Give, Send, Go link in both of the chats. Here we go. First and foremost, it is no secret that Donald Trump has had spies globalists, and very corrupt, nefarious people trying to take him down from within his presidency all over the place. From the minute that he walked down those stairs and said, I'm running for president, until today, there are spies, globalists, evil and corrupt people trying to tear Donald Trump down at every turn. And you have to ask yourself why, as an independent thinker, As a kid who maybe has a lot of questions, ask yourself, why in the world would every politician and every corrupt world leader that we have never believed, why would they all turn on Donald Trump at the same exact time? And what reason would they have for it? Well, it's because they wanted the world to hate him. It's because they wanted to get rid of him. It's because they want to keep him from coming back against all odds. Why? Because he is a threat to exposing the truth everywhere he goes. You may not like the way he speaks. You not, might not like the way he tweets or, should I say, truths. I don't either in some ways. There's a lot of things about Donald Trump that I wish were different. But if I liked everything about him, then I would be a cult follower. And that's not the way things are. We in the Republican Party can have diverse opinions as long as we stick together on the root of everything, as long as we have our priorities straight and we are going to stick together on all big decisions, we can have diversity, we can have discussions, we can have debate. I, I, I am, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. But what Donald Trump represents to the globalists and to the communists and to the people that want one world order, he represents the dagger. He represents the silver bullet. He represents everything that they hate and love to control. And he's a threat to everything that they have ever built. That is why there is worldwide hate for Donald Trump. Unfortunately for them, there is not worldwide hate for Donald Trump in the regular, everyday, average person's life. The hate really just resides in the corrupt politicians, in the media, and in the people that they brainwash. And that is not a vast majority. Okay, that is not a vast majority. And if Donald Trump learned anything in his first four years of office, if he learned anything, it's just how deep the swamp really is. And I honestly and wholeheartedly believe that Donald Trump now understands the the uh, the, the, the rules. He understands how to play the game and he understands the who is who, the why is why, the what is what, the where is where and the how is how. And he's going to tell you how to do it after he does it. He's not going to let the world know exactly how he's doing it. But like he said in his speech last week, 
last weekend, I should say, in South Carolina, we will bring the deep state to heel, and the process has already begun. Donald Trump will not make this mistake again. It will be a very different second term for Donald Trump than his first term was. I can guarantee that because he will not allow these people around him anymore. He will not allow these people to be embedded into his campaign. He will not allow these people to embed themselves into his administration or his cabinet. And he will not allow these people to embed themselves around his family ever ever again. Let me ask you a question. Do you ever wonder, did you ever wonder when Donald Trump was in office, how news stories that were completely fabricated, it turns out they were all completely fabricated, but how news stories would get all of a sudden just leaked. And I put leaked in quotes because they weren't real stories to begin with. They'd be leaked to the press. The press would have them up on, uh, up on their headlines for two weeks. And for two weeks, the press would become in perfect harmony. They would be in unison with everything they said, and they would smear him and run him into the ground for two straight weeks. The smoking gun, the walls are closing in. This is it for the Trump administration. Could this be the beginning of the end? I'm sure you guys have heard those words over and over and over and over again. Like a broken record, and none of them were true at all. Here today, they want to label you as a terrorist for questioning the election when you have proof and evidence that they stole it. They want, to, they want to label you a terrorist for questioning COVID when you know that there's proof and evidence of where it came from, who manufactured it, who funded it, and how it was released and what they did to use it in order to remove Donald Trump. If you can say any of those things, you're a terrorist. But yet it was okay for four years. It was okay for four years for these liars, manipulators, con artists, corrupt scumbags to manufacture evidence to try to literally use four years to plan a coup and remove a duly elected sitting president. That was okay. That wasn't against the rules. But you going to a school board meeting is completely out of the question. You ever wonder how they'd get these talking points for weeks and weeks and weeks and then all of a sudden... That story would die out and another one would come in. It was all lies to take him down. But now, ladies and gentlemen, where this is leading up to, why I prefaced that entire first and foremost section with what I said was because of this. We now have evidence, listen very closely, of a possible DOD, Department of Defense operative, by the name of Don Berlin. That is D-O-N-B-E-R-L-I-N, Don Berlin, who set up. Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, with a tainted election dossier in order to have people uh, uh, accuse him of sedition, ladies and gentlemen. And we want to know who paid this guy. Let's get into the story and we'll go through it again. Don Berlin is his name. Please share the video as I get started on this story. Who is Don Berlin? Who was Don Berlin working for? And who hacked, or excuse me, backed his efforts to set up President Donald J. Trump for sedition in early January 2021. Last December, it was reported that information from the deep state dossier created by Don Berlin presented to President Trump right before the January uh, 6th event was, uh, was leaked to the media as soon as Mark Meadows provided it to the January 6th committee in December 2021 per the committee's subpoena. Now, remember, Mark Meadows handed over everything that he deemed was not executive privilege. Now, one of the things that Mark Meadows handed over alluded to this Don Berlin guy and this fake election dossier that he tried to plant in the Trump administration. And the reason why the January 6th committee has it was because Mark Meadows said it wasn't executive privilege. It was literally an email that was sent to us. We don't even know how it got here. But ladies and gentlemen, once you go through the story, it's plain and clear how it got there. It was planted there by inside officials in order to, again, make Donald Trump look like something that he wasn't. Deep state operative Don Berlin created a bogus dossier and presented it to President Trump related to the 2020 election a few days before his rally on January 6th at the Capitol. It was was produced. the the, The first part of this was actually put out by the Gateway Pundit. They put a follow story up to it as well. And there's like a series of, of, of stories that go along with this, also reported by The Federalist. Information from this big dossier was then summarized and provided to a group of individuals in the Trump White House, including the president's chief of staff, Mark Meadows. CNN 
the most fake news uh, outlet there ever was, reported on December 9th that President Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, provided documents to the January 6th committee. And they got him. The smoking gun. Former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows provided the House Select Unselect Committee, I should say, investigating the January 6th riot with text messages and emails that shows that uh, that he was, quote, exchanging with a wide range of individuals while the attack was underway, end quote, according to a source with knowledge of the communications, right? It's always according to a source with knowledge, right? According to a source with knowledge, cowards, cowards that won't put their names behind anything because they know they're liars. That's what that comes down to. Because if I break a story, if I find something, even if it's the worst thing about, about Donald Trump and I have proof of it, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to put it out. I'm going to put my name behind it. And I'm going to say, come at me with whatever you want to. This is what I found. Let's talk about it. Now, the message, the messages on Meadows personal cell phone and email account which were voluntarily, which is what I alluded to earlier, handed over without any claim of executive privilege, relate to, quote, what Donald Trump was doing or not doing during the riot, the source with knowledge added. These communications offer a window into what people were texting to Meadows on January 6th, what he was telling them about Trump in real time, and what the former president was doing during those hours while the Capitol was under attack and rioters were chanting, hang Mike Pence. This is the narrative, by the way. That I'm reading to you based on all of this stuff that came out that Mark Meadows handed over. Now, I won't continue to read the 38 pages of the documents that were that were given to the January 6th unselect committee because a good majority of them have no substance whatsoever. They picked out pieces and they leaked it to the media and they ran with it as another attempt to legitimize January 6th as an actual insurrection. Now, the deep state's favorite mainstream media outlet, the New York Times, uh, the, deep state's, the deep state's choice for dropping garbage hit pieces on President Donald J. Trump for the last five years, uh, reported on the bogus PowerPoint presentation on December 10th. Now, this, was, this, this PowerPoint, uh, all these documents, the 38 pages of documents, was put together in a PowerPoint presentation by the left, and that's what that's referring to. Mark Meadows' lawyer said that the former White House chief of staff did not act on the document, which recommended that President Donald J. Trump declare a national emergency to keep himself in power. So that is what they focused on. In these 38 pages that were released to the January 6th Unselect Committee of any kind of correspondence that Mark Meadows was having with a variety of different people, in one of those instances, there was an email that came in to Mark Meadows from somebody who passed it forward to him, and nobody knows where the original accusation came from. But the accusation was that President Donald J. Trump was going to declare a national emergency to keep himself in power. Question is, why didn't he then, losers? The same same story, by the way, was repeated on the Boston Globe later that day. And again, this was all manufactured. It was None of it was real. The House, and, but the committee still believes that they're, they're acting as if it is real to try to, again, to legitimize something that's not even real, okay? The House committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol building is scrutinizing a 38-page PowerPoint document filled with extreme plans to overturn the 2020 election that Mark Meadows, the chief of staff of President Donald J. Trump, has turned over to the panel. Now, I want to get further down here. I want to get further down here, and I want to read a little bit of this for you, the, the very end of this. <clears throat> a lawyer for Mark Meadows, George J. Terwilliger, I think that's his name, the third, said Friday that Meadows provided the document to the committee because he merely received it by email in his inbox and did nothing with it. And, and, and there's proof behind that, by the way. Terwilliger says, we produced the document because it wasn't privileged, because there was no substance behind it. Phil Waldron, a retired Army colonel and an influential voice in the movement, to challenge the election said Friday from a bar he owns outside of Austin, Texas, that he had circulated the document titled Election Fraud, Foreign Interference, and Options for January 6th among Trump's allies and on Capitol Hill before the attack. Waldron said that he did not personally send the document to Meadows, but it was possible that someone on his team had passed it along to the former chief of staff. So, Questions that were asked by the Gateway Pundit in December were, how did the January 6th committee know to obtain this memo from Mark Meadows? Why was, the, why was this leaked so fast after being obtained by the January 6th committee with no time to investigate it? 
who on the committee leaked this PowerPoint presentation, and how many more deep state setups took place under President Donald J. Trump. And here's another question that I'd like to add. Who was paying Don Berlin to put this PowerPoint presentation together? Because that's who put it together. Who paid Don Berlin? Was the United States Department of Defense behind the fake dossier? Were they or were they not? That's a question that we're all entitled to. And when we take over the House and the Senate, which means we ultimately take over the January 6th Unselect Committee, I think we're going to find out. Another possibility is that Don Berlin was paid by individuals outside the government. He claims that there were no U.S. government data sources used in the making of this PowerPoint presentation. This would indicate that individuals supporting Berlin were non-governmental or non-government individuals. We noted... um, Earlier here in the story that Berlin's dossier appears connected to Republicans because he presented it before a group of Republican leaders and President Trump sometime in the early days of January 2021. Berlin actually was there to present the dossier that he prepared to the president. And we know this from trusted and verified sources and documents. Another scenario is that Berlin was paid by foreign sources. Maybe it was all three of these scenarios. Who knows? Regardless, sooner or later, folks, we're going to have the information on who is behind this Berlin dossier. The longer the deep state lives, the faster America dies. The longer the deep state lives, the faster America dies. If President Trump was going to declare a national emergency ahead of January 6th, because of interference in our election, either foreign or domestic, and he's still echoing the same things he was echoing that day all the way back to November 3rd, my question to you is, why didn't he? It's almost like the question, why didn't Putin invade under Donald Trump? Because the answer is right there in the question. The proof is in the pudding. It's not hard to answer that question. If Donald Trump was seriously going to do this, knowing all the fraud that took place, then why didn't he do it? It's a fake fabricated story. And it's funny how Trump continues to live rent free in all of these major media outlets uh, heads because he's the only thing that brings any kind of viewership to their channels or to their platforms. And they are continuing these hit pieces on Trump. Why? Because they are scared to death of you, me, and Donald Trump and people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates, Madison Cawthorn, and many, many others. They're scared of the America first new Republican. But guess what? There's nothing they or anybody else is ever going to be able to do to stop it. Now, since we're talking about Nancy Pelosi's sham January 6th committee, let's talk about why they are doing what they're doing and what they are doing. We're not just talking about what they're doing from a 5,000-foot overview. Everybody knows what they're doing from that. But let's dive deeper into their actual strategy of this January 6th committee. And it is to track down Republicans who support President Trump, label them as terrorists, track down the donors of people who are running for Republican office as America First candidates and anybody who Donald Trump supports or endorses. And they're going to seek to criminalize Republican GOP fundraising efforts if they deem they are linked to election integrity conversation. After months of theatrics, abuses of power, unconstitutional imprisonment, and partisan uh, games, Nancy Pelosi's bogus January 6th witch hunt committee is reportedly seeking to criminalize GOP fundraising efforts that concern election integrity. You want to know why? Because they don't want to play on a level playing field. That's why they had to use coronavirus to cheat and steal the election. They know if they play on a level playing field, they will get creamed 10 times out of 10 because there's not a single red, white, and blue-blooded patriot in this country who sides with a single thing that these communists believe. That's why. As of last week, the Democrat Comprised Committee is now boasting to the fake news media that it has been actively tracing every dollar donated to or spent on GOP fundraising fundraising campaigns in an effort to track down donors who believe the 2020 presidential election was rigged. Spoiler alert, losers. It was. 
and two-thirds of the country believe that. What are you going to do, lock up everybody until they join your Heil Hitler uh, team? Without the unfettered and unregulated mass mail-in ballots. Oh, by the way, since I just did that Heil Hitler, you watch. Some left-wing loon like Freddie Durf or some other scumbag will take that portion of that video and go, Look, he openly praises Hitler. This is how out of touch and whacked and insane these people are. Absolutely incredible. Um, Without the unfettered and unregulated mass mail-in ballots, Trump would have won in a landslide. And he may have done so anyway, even in spite of the coordinating fraud and criminal acts that were pulled off in key states like Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Nevada, and others. Time Magazine even came out and bragged about the secretive elitist cabal that worked behind the scenes with Zuckerberg and others to rig the outcome of the election in 2020. Remember when we talked about that story about a year ago? They thought it was great. They were literally bragging about the fraud and nothing was done to them. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on in this country right now is nothing that's not been going on for decades. That's the part you all need to realize. The stuff that we have figured out in the last year is nothing new. It's been going on for decades. That's the worst part of all of this. So the stuff that I'm reporting on that seems like bad news, when I tell you if it's the truth, it's actually good news, that's true. Because for decades, not only did we not really know about it, but since we really didn't know about it, there was nothing we could really do about it. And they had so many people discouraged. Why do you think that voting turnout has been at an all-time low since President Donald J. Trump? Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Because they kept people dumb, ignorant, and engaged on social media so much to the point where everybody and your brother, before the last 10 years, always said, well, I'm not going to vote. They're just going to put who they put in there anyway. And they had that negative attitude. They kept you out of politics for a reason, and it's been going on for decades. It's nothing new. The good thing about it is we know about it now. And that's half the battle is knowing, right? Isn't that like a famous storybook after school special? Knowing is half the battle. And now that we know, we're not going to let it continue. That's the greatest thing about it all, folks. Now that we know, we're not going to let it uh, to continue. And we have their number. And they're afraid. And they know that there's nothing that they can do about it. Now, speaking of January 6th unselect committees, let's go to this loser right now. Again, here I am calling him a loser because he is a loser. And that is... Little action figure Adam Kinzinger. He put a video out to his followers. And I just happened to come across it. I don't follow this idiot, but I just happened to come across this. And Adam Kinzinger put a video out to his followers talking tough about Tucker Carlson. Let's go and watch the video. I hate to put you through it, but he is a loser. And you do have to hear what he says. And the reason why you have to hear what he says is because wait till I read the comments on this thread that he put out on his TikTok. Check this out. I got an invitation to do Tucker Carlson's show tonight, and there's no way I'll go on his show for a number of reasons. But first, let me state that his insistence that the West was provoking war with Putin, his spreading lies about biolabs, and his continued spewing of conspiracy theories are nothing but complete evil. His show is full of Russian propaganda and not news. And I will not validate his show by making an appearance. I do not want to be associated with it in any way. And we all know what would happen. And we all know what the goal is. We know the interview would be promoted to get more viewers, to make more money, to further empower his garbage. And let's talk tactics. When Tucker interviews someone in a hostile way, he interrupts and laughs when he's been caught in a lie. And after the segment's over, he brings on another guest to try to discredit any statement made by the prior guest without counter. He's not interested in conversations. He's only interested in himself. And at the end of the day, he'll continue to use his platform to deceive his all too trusting viewers and to further his own sense of power. The situation in Ukraine is serious and the outlook is dire. And this moment requires serious conversation and decisive action. 
not a self-serving showboat, clamoring for more clicks tonight. So rather than validate his propaganda programming, I'm going to use my effort to support the Ukrainian people. So if you're interested in joining me, please consider donating to the Stand With Ukraine Fund. It's at countryfirst.com, country1sp.com. And 100% of the money raised will go to humanitarian aid for those still in Ukraine. Blah, 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 blah. Tucker has made it clear he stands with Putin and his war against freedom. I stand with Ukraine, democracy, and the men and women willing to fight and die for their country. Finally, Sophia and I want to offer our prayers for Benjamin Hall, a Fox News reporter injured in Ukraine. The job they do is dangerous and appreciated. This makes Tucker's position all the more disgusting. Ladies and gentlemen, do you remember this button? Nobody cares. Anybody remember that button? Look, the reason why little action figure, dog-biting, ankle-biting, chihuahua Adam Kinziger didn't go on Tucker Carlson was because him was a little bit scared. Adam Kinzinger was a little bit scared to go on Tucker Carlson and have him hold him accountable for all of the things that he does not do and the fact that he's a wino. That's why widow Adam Kinzinger did not want to go on Tucker Carlson, everybody, because he's a coward. He's a coward, he's a liar, he's a fake, he's a phony. And he's been revealed and exposed as such. I mean, is there any worse Republican out there? I don't even think Liz Cheney is worth. I don't know. I don't know. Birds of a feather flock to uh, flock to stupidity, I guess. But isn't it funny how he's like, I stand with Ukraine. So if you also stand with Ukraine, Ukraine donate here today. Action Adam figure. <laughs> Adam Kinzinger. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day goes to that loser rhino. Action figure, Adam Kinzinger. Now, wait. There's more. Wait until you see. Oh, looks here. I got to uh, <laughs> let me bring this back up. I actually got rid of it because I didn't want to see his face anymore. I do have it. Let's bring little action figure uh, Adam Kinzinger back up here. If we could, please. There we go. I want to I want to read for you the uh, the comments on this thread. They're absolutely hilarious. Check this out. <clears throat> As I stated many times, I don't agree with Adam Kinzinger on many things, but I agree with him on this. Hashtag anti-Trump. I wrote, bah, ha, 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 nobody cares, LOL, the Biden administration admitted to biolabs just four days ago. Wow, stuck on stupid. Somebody below me wrote, as a Democrat, I must say Adam is a breath of fresh air for the Republican sewer. Turn off Fox News. Isn't it funny how the left thinks that we all watch Fox News, but actual patriots can't stand it? You nailed it exactly. What would have happened? Wise choice. Thank you for having integrity. Please run again. Reps are turning very scary. Oh, what's the matter? You getting a little scared? Run for president, somebody said. <laughs> Be the first female president. I'm not a Republican, says Trish, but Adam has more sense than the entire GOP. I truly admire him. Well, I feel sorry for you, lady. Maybe you need to look in the mirror and have one of those come to Jesus moments. Rich says, what is it going to take to get him on Fox News, the Repub- the Russian propaganda wing of the Republican Party? Uh, all it took was for the loser to accept the invite. But he didn't want to do that, Rich. Shows the intelligence and the IQ level of the people who follow action figure Adam Kinzinger. Notice they're mostly Democrats. Thank you, sir, for standing for the truth, says user 242144447605ABCDLGPTQ, whatever the, what a stupid idiot. Uh, Another one says Adam is a true wise Republican. Much respect to him. Slim Lewis says, thank you for choosing country over party. New Hampshire Charlie oh, says, you're the only Republican I would ever consider voting for with a blue heart. Need I go on? Need I go on? You see the kind of people that this guy is pandering to? It sure as heck isn't Republicans, folks. And we'll just leave that right where it is. Let's move on to another loser. We got to call them out, folks, because they are. And that is former Attorney General Bill Barr. A former Attorney General Bill 
Barr, let's talk about latest statements that were released by him where he actually says, and I quote, I was surprised Trump didn't lose the 2020 election by even more votes, says this book salesman pandering loser. Quote, his obnoxious behavior was turning voters away, says Bill Barr. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really believe that's true. I really believe that Trump voters said, oh, you know what? After four years, we're sick of the same old Donald Trump. So we want to get rid of him. Yeah, okay. This guy, Bill Barr, is the biggest loser that has ever held that position. And he's worse than uh, Jeff Sessions. Worse than Jeff Sessions. Let me play you Bill Barr's latest statements on none other than MSDNC. Was He was sowing these seeds for four years. My goodness, he accused Ted Cruz of cheating in the Iowa caucuses. The first time he'd ever appeared on any sort of ballot here. You don't, I mean, you know, you're... Is yeah, that well, not a pattern of practice? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's sort of the same thing in 2016 on both sides. Uh, I felt for a long time that he was going to lose the election. I went in in April and told him that I thought he was going to lose the election. And he had, uh, you know, that, that his personal behavior, his obnoxious behavior, was turning off key blocks of voters, and he was going to lose. And on election night, I felt he was going to lose. And uh, I was actually surprised it was as close as it was. You seem to think he was always getting bad advice. You talked about Rudy Giuliani in particular, who I think you in the book credit him. He says, Rudy Giuliani now led him not to just one impeachment, but two. Mm-hmm. Um, but you sort of seem as if that you don't put the blame on the... Pre- don't you think he looks for people who give him this bad advice? I mean, he didn't want to take your advice. He didn't want to take a John Bolton's advice on, on various things. He did want to take a Rudy Giuliani's advice. Yeah. Isn't that on him, not on Giuliani? Oh, yes. And I say that he tends to surround himself with people who will tell him what he wants to hear. Uh, Before the election, uh, you know, he'd cast his net broadly and talk to a lot of people and cabinet secretaries. All of us frequently had to wrestle with him to Mm -hmm. uh, uh, accomplish things that we thought would keep him on track. And we were. okay. shut up, Spanky. That's Spanky from the Little Rascals, ladies and gentlemen, when he grew up and became a liberal uh, loser. Um, He is right about one thing. He is right about one thing. Trump tends to surround himself around people like you. That's who he needs to get rid of. Like Kevin McCarthy. That's who he needs to get rid of. I agree with you there. But you've got it all screwed up on the who. We already know the how. But you got it screwed up there, Bill Barr, on the who. Okay? And I agree with another thing. He tends to take advice from people he shouldn't take advice from. Like you, like Jeff Sessions, like Kevin McCoward. Yeah, yeah, I think he did take a lot of advice from a lot of deep snake, uh, deep state snakes, like Bill Barr. We in the cabinet had to wrestle with him. Oh, yeah, how many did you win? How many did you win there? Tons of fun. Lunchbox, how much did you win against President Trump? I guess never. But these are the type of people that I hope, and I know President Trump will distance himself from in his next administration. But we need to continue to show the world how deep the swamp really goes. It's why I titled today's show what I titled it. It goes so deep, but we're not only draining it, folks. We are winning. We're winning by exposing these swamp donkeys. That's what people need to understand. This is good news. We know who they all are one by one, and they will never have a political life heartbeat ever again. Their political heartbeat is slowing because it's dying and ours is speeding up. Catch up, losers. That's what I have to say to them. All right. Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen, and move to a Texas middle school. A Texas middle school. I want to, Let me just show you this picture because this is, this is really disheartening. Check this out. A Texas middle school segregates children by hair color as part of a disturbing, quote, anti-racism, which turned out to actually be racism, an anti-racism experiment where they'd put dark-haired kids on one side and praised them and put fair-haired kids on another side and harassed them and told them they are not as intelligent. And their reasoning for this was to teach the kids about racism. We are at a point where nothing is surprising anymore when it comes to the sick degeneracy 
of our United States public school system. However, some incidents are still just plain shocking when they pop up, and this is one of them. It's no secret that the devils of the critical race theory, a completely backward Marxist ideology that employs racism as its predominant teaching, are prevalent in classrooms across the country, yes, even in red states. But a public middle school in San Antonio, Texas, has set a new bar when educators conducted a disturbing experiment with fifth graders. Get them early, folks. Get them early. You guys all know what I've said, and I've said it a million times. Hey, teacher, leave kids alone. The incident occurred in January at a still unidentified school in the Northside Independent School District in Northwest San Antonio. And an attempt to teach 10-year-olds about the inequities of segregation, teachers segregated the young children by hair color, subjected them to harassment and abuse, and then showed them an extremely graphic Spike Lee documentary that included images of murdered black children, which even the woke school district admitted was not age appropriate, according to News 4 San Antonio. As a matter of fact, that documentary that they're talking about is rated R to 10-year-olds. Is that not breaking some kind of law? Once separated by their physical characteristics, the young children were reportedly placed in a presser dark-haired students, and oppressed fair-haired students, groups, and encouraged to play out both sides accordingly by the evil activists they they know as their teachers. As part of the lesson, the brown and black-haired children were lauded, given special treatment, and told that they were privileged. On the flip side, the blonde-haired and red-headed children were harassed and told they were not as smart. The cruel teachers even passed out board games to each group, But the one given to the oppressed children was missing game pieces so they could not play. In other words, they tortured 10-year-olds. They tortured fifth fifth graders. Imagine what this does to their psyche. And in addition to everything else, the fair-haired students were even forced to clean up after the privileged, dark-haired group of the end of the day. So they were forced to do labor as well, like slaves. These people are evil to the core. And look, ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand not only the swamp, but sin and evil has been a cancer of this world since Adam and Eve. And this world is decaying. Not only is the world decaying around us, what they call climate change, what they call global warming, what they don't understand is what they're really referring to is a crumbling, decaying world. Because after Adam and Eve, everything became finite, no longer infinite. That means the stars, the sun, the universe, the earth, everything that you know in existence is dying. The globalists around the world think that they can all collectively get together. If we just had world peace, we compiled all our money together. We put all of our resources together and we work together in perfect harmony that we're going to be able to reverse the bad and terrible symptoms of sin and you're not going to be able to matter of fact there's only one way that you would be able to save or help anything and that is drop to your knees right now and pray to all lord jesus christ that is the only possible way and other and uh, and outside of that continue to watch the world decay to continue to watch the world burn crumble and suffer because it is they've got everything twisted and backwards And now they think to achieve that goal of woke utopia that they have to grab our fifth, fourth, third, and second and kindergartners and even our preschoolers to brainwash them at an early evil, at an early stage with this evil. Predictively, the jaw-dropping abusive lesson brought several of the fifth grade children to tears, which caused massive backlash from parents in the district. Once they found out what had happened, several parents expressed their outrage over the lesson to News 4 San Antonio. One guy says, uh, Mike and Brandy Linninger say their 10-year-old daughter was confused and hurt by the classroom experiments in January at Leon Springs Elementary. So for all those who live in San Antonio, or for those who don't and just want to give a call, maybe Leon Springs Elementary, L-E-O-N, Leon, maybe maybe they need an email from you or a phone call. Students were separated according to their hair color with one group receiving preferential treatment. 
The Linningers said teachers told students uh, children in the fair-haired group were not as intelligent. The group was purposely given a game with pieces missing so they could not play. So that's everything I already read to you, but this is just the people actually giving the accusations to the uh, to News 4 San Antonio. The activity and video in question were part of a larger fifth-grade project-based lesson around the inequity of segregation. This is from the school. While the campus did receive positive feedback from several parents, district and campus administration recognized the parents' concerns and agreed that the activity and video are not age-appropriate and will not be used again. But let me ask you a question. Had this not leaked out to the parents, had the parents not got involved, would it have played again? Would it have played again? Would they continue playing it? That's the question. Of course they would. They're only not doing it because they got caught. There's an old song by one of my favorite bands called Tool. And the singer says, it's only wrong if you get caught. And that's the problem with most people in the world who are not believers of Jesus Christ. You are never not caught. Everything you do in wrong is seen by God. Everything you do in silence will be brought out in the open and will be made public. Amen? All right, ladies and gentlemen, now I want to go to the border real quick. We started out showing you the border. Not only did we start out showing you the border, but we started out showing you that they're turning away Ukrainians at the border. And which is really odd that they're turning away Ukrainians at the border because they're actual real war-torn refugees. But you know what those war-torn refugees are doing since they could not get through the actual point of entry to the United States? They're just going and doing it illegally like everybody else. Thousands of Ukrainians and Russian refugees have now decided, hey, since they're not letting us in the legal way and we tried to do it legally, we're just going to go in the illegal way. And now they're coming across the border the same way everybody else does. So isn't it odd that Biden's uh, Border Patrol would not let them in because of COVID-19, but says, hey, just go over there, go down the road about two miles and you can just cross that uh, across that area where there's no fence where we stop building it. OK, and that's exactly what they're doing. So what, what are we really doing here? What are we really doing here? So that prompted me to play for you a sneak peek preview of Ben Berkwam's next episode of Law and Border. If you don't know, Ben Berkwam got his own show on Real America's Voice News. Congratulations, Ben. And he is now uh, doing a show once a week called Law and Border. And this is the sneak peek preview of the new episode from Ben Berkwam. Check it out. Ground says that he's been caught several times for re-entry. So we're gonna verify that that has happened to see what other charges he's had in the past. And we're gonna check this man because he says he's never been arrested before, but I kinda doubt it. So through facial recognition, we're gonna try to get all their information and see if they're actually being honest. And did uh, the guy in the ground say, did he admit I, that he I, was with a uh, golf cartel? I, I asked him if he was running the golf cartel or something else. He said no, but. He saw as soon as I said, I asked him, he kind of like took the head, you know. So he has been arrested before, he does have a history. So we're gonna verify what kind of history he has. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, that was a sneak peek preview of Ben's new show, Law and Border, and it seems like Ben Berkwam is personally and individually doing more to protect our border and expose what's coming across that border, riding with police every single day. He's doing more to secure our border than our own federal government. Our own federal government, who has billions of dollars of resources, manpower, everything in the world to secure our border, and they're not moving an inch. Yet Ben Berkwam is putting his life on the line, putting his family's life and reputation on the line all to secure our border and save America. So for that, ladies and gentlemen, you already know who is going to get it.
Marty Award of the Day. Here we go. March 15th, Year of Our Lord, 2021, Ben Berkwam. Let Ben Berkwam know that you saw him get the Smarty Award of the Day here on Live from America because I didn't even tell him he was getting it, ladies and gentlemen, but he deserves it. We've got a couple more things here. We're going to go over a few minutes, so please stay with me, and I want to thank you for all of the donations and the Rumble Rants. You guys are a blessing. God bless each and every one of you. Now, for all you ladies out there, and I know a majority of the people who watch this are women, and I also know that a lot of women, depending on what age you are, uh, have low, very low self-esteem about their personal appearance on this planet because of society and because of what society has done to our self-image, okay? But for all you ladies out there who might have a little bit of a low self-esteem about how you look and the beauty of yourself inside and out, fear not because you are far more beautiful, far more gorgeous inside and out than the new, and I say this, Then the new USA Today Woman of the Year, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rachel Levine, the transgender United States Public Health Service Commissioner who failed his way to the top and doesn't even resemble the gender that he's trying to look like, he receives the USA Today Woman of the Year Award but not all real women of the year who actually do amazing and wonderful things. Rachel Levine was honored by Far Left USA Today as one of the women of the year. Rachel, (laughs) I can't even do it. I can't do it with a straight face. Women of the year. Where is it? Where is it? There it is. Here we go. Woman of the year. Where's the thing? Play it. How dare you? (laughs) How, How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Anyway. Rachel Levine, 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 whatever his name is, failed his way to the top of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services as the head of the U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps. The elites love to openly mock the masses. Levine, an obvious transgender, made a name for himself, herself, after she, he issued orgy regulations for Pennsylvania during the pandemic. You know, don't have orgies during the pandemic. Rachel told orgy attendees to wear a face covering, avoid kissing and washing hands often while you are engaging in your orgy. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's about as far as we'll go with that. But he got the Woman of the Year Award. As sad as it is. (laughs) As sad as it is. Now, I want to end the show today with two videos that will make you smile, okay? One that's funny and one that's spiritual. The first one is a video of Peter Doocy. Now, Peter Doocy has been single-handedly taking Psycho Jen Psaki Little Miss Red Lying Hood, a little Red Lying Hood to task, to the woodshed, day in and day out. Why she continues to call on him, I'll never know, because she makes herself look stupid, and she becomes the product of about 50,000 memes every time she calls on Peter Ducey. Peter Ducey's a legend. Can we just get this guy a beer? Give this guy a beer. He is a legend. But ladies and gentlemen, somebody put this video together yesterday of Peter Ducey saying, are you just going to, from here on out, blame everything on this administration or from the, of every failure of this administration on Putin until the midterms? The great thing about it was the lefty news journalist from ABC next to him is like, Ugh. and the guy behind him is like, yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. Check out Peter Ducey, ladies and gentlemen, taking Psycho Gensaki to the woodshed once again. Inflation goes up today. The president's statement blames the Putin price hike. Are you guys just going to start blaming Putin for everything? Until the midterms? <laughs> well, we've seen the price of gas go up at least 75 cents since President Putin lined up troops on the border of Ukraine. The White House keeps telling us prices are going to come down. They're going to come down. But that was before the war in Ukraine. Yeah. And when the price of gas goes up, the price of everything goes up. Absolutely. And, and last month, the statement <laughs> didn't mention the Putin price hike. It mentioned inflation because of the pandemic. Why is that? Lies. <laughs> Oh, Peter Ducey is an absolute legend. God bless him and his family. Now, ladies and gentlemen, to play this last video, this is something that I saw this morning doing my morning devotional. And I love what this woman had to say. And not only do I love what she had to say, I think she was on point. Now, this is an older video. Obviously, this is from the 90s. 
But that doesn't, uh, God doesn't, uh, God transcends time, ladies and gentlemen. And I want you to listen to what this woman says. Because it is eye-opening and absolutely breathtaking. Check this out. Mm. He said, so when we, said we, when we up here, we're preaching the gospel and people look like, you know, I, I just don't get it. And you see people after 10 years of, of living for the Lord because he said, understand something. You need to understand that the world, the church world, need to begin to put a difference between baby saints and people that's been in church for 10 years. People that's been in church for 20 years. When you have a baby, a baby is a year old, a baby is six months old. When that baby do the little poo-poo on itself, you say, come in, let me take you to the bathroom, let me clean you up. You're going to get that potty one day. It's all right. Don't be embarrassed. It's all right. Ten years, what, ten years old, right. and the baby stands in the middle of the kitchen floor, and he's ten years old now, and now he's did that little poo-poo. I don't know a mother in this country that'll say, oh, it's all right. You're going to get that pot one day. <laughs> Go ahead. And so why are we in this hour taking, taking for granted right. the grace of God? Right. Taking for granted willfully sinning. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. No, I'm not talking about, oops, I made a mistake. No, no, no. Because the book of James 1 said that when that thing happened, he said a man is led away and baited by, by his, his own, own, his own oh. lust. His right. own passion. Right. When that thing is conceived, that means whatever is presented to us must find a match with something that is already in us. For the book of Mark said, it's not what goes into a man that defiles the man, but it's what cometh out of a man that defileth the man. And so at first, the enemy has to find a match. And now I know why Jesus said that the prince of this world cometh, yeah, but he find none of him in me. in me. In other words, he can't make me sin. He can't make me turn Amen. away from the Father because he doesn't find a match in me. Amen. There's nothing that he's presenting me that's already in me that's desiring that. And therefore, I'm able to Jesus. reject him and rebuke him and stand and be unshaken by the power of God. Hallelujah. Stand and be unshaken by the full power of God, ladies and gentlemen. Strap on that armor of God daily and do not allow a match to be given to Satan to allow you to sin. There is no, there is no giving in. There is no giving up, ladies and gentlemen. Keep your full 100% focus on that cross. If you don't got an armor of God shirt or hat, I know where you can get one. I know where you can get one, folks. She nailed it. Amen. God bless her. And let me tell you, that brought tears to my eyes this morning when I was doing my morning devotional. And I hope that it did the same to you. Folks, if you find value in, in, uh, in Live from America, please help the show. Become part owner of the show. And uh, go to JeremyHarrell.com, donate once, or become a monthly donor. Also, check out all the new apparel we have on there. And don't forget, folks, we're getting Mike Lindell back on the show next week. I uh, can't wait to talk to Mike Lindell to see any kind of news updates that he's going through. But make sure you use that promo code LFA on both MyPillow.com and PatriotFoods.com. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for being here every day. Thank you for funding the show. Thank you for loving me and my family, there are right ways, and there are wrong ways, but there is only one, Yahweh, so stand up tall, folks, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper, I will see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America, and until then, folks, Keep a smile on your face. Keep your families close and spread the gospel. God bless. Have a good afternoon. See you later.